0: all right
1: okay what's up what's up What's up? it's your girl ab and this is another episode of 30 flirty and thriving i'm here today with my girl kate storm aka Glock. aka i don't even know <laughs> I don't what up,
2: what up? <laughs> how are you doing i'm good i'm good what's up amber
1: so it's crazy because i first became introduced to you as black Lake over i don't know 10 15 10 long time ago years and years and years ago and and now you're like the now you're kate storm you're like this businesswoman, and <laughs> tell me about it tell me about like because you used to do music do you still do music i mean you've done a lot like you have done a lot you had you've been to the grammys like right you've had music on different movies and tv shows and stuff like that right
2: yeah yeah um I no longer do music. Uh, I retired about six years ago. Okay. So I don't do music at all anymore. Don't really have an interest in doing music. I always love music, but um, as far as pursuing a career, that's dead. Um,
1: so tell me, did the name change come with the, okay, with the career change?
2: No, well, actually, um, it's funny you asked that because, you know, of course, you know, Everybody knew me as Glock, coming from Lansing, Michigan. Mm
1: -hmm. And
2: um, so I moved here. And, you know, my goal here was actually to pursue my music career. That was one of my main goals. And when you say you're in Atlanta
1: now, just so people know.
2: Right, yeah. I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. I've been here for the last 10 years now. Um, But when I got here, my, you know, I I was trying to pursue my music. Well, I started meeting with majors. And majors were telling me. I need to change my name. Um, Glack would never work. I don't look like a Glock. Um, you know, just, and so I was kind of like, but that's, how, that's what everybody knows me as, you know? And so I was working with a consultant at the time who also advised me like, yeah, I think we need to change the name. And so we did the name change. Um, at the time, they were trying to push me more towards doing pop. Which, you know, I don't really come from pop. I come from doing rap. Mm-hmm. I do do pop music. You know, I write pop songs, but that wasn't really. So, to be honest with you, this, the name change wasn't something I really even wanted to do. Um, it's something I felt like I had to do because that's what I was being advised at the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: What I have to say about that is it, my advice to anybody who goes through something like that. Although I have embraced Kate Storm and everybody knows me, you know, there's a lot of people who know me as Kate Storm, probably a whole different group of people. Mm -hmm. I advise anybody to stick with what you want to do. Don't go with what other motherfuckers are telling you to do. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. That's a lesson I learned. I'm listening to what these motherfuckers who don't even know anything about me tell me about what I should be called and what lane I should be going in and what I look like. And you know what I mean—that kind of thing. So, um, it was a—I think it was good because I think even with with age and growing up, I mean, how long was I going to call myself Black? People still call me Black, you know, from back home.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But mm-hmm. Um, it was also a—I think a maturity thing as well. Um, so it was like a new identity, but I think I kind of lost something in the midst of that. Right. right. Real That's talk.
1: Reasonable. So what, what made you uh, stop doing
2: music? What made you retire six years ago? Um, to be honest with you, real life shit. Um, you know, people have big dreams. A lot of people want to come to Atlanta and do music.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, the way I came down here was really crazy because I left a very good paying corporate job to come to nothing. Um, I didn't have anything lined up. I left in the middle of a recession. Everybody thought I was crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, you about to leave your good-paying job and move to Atlanta and pursue music. And so, um, with that, you know, uh, I would say my focus wasn't on music. My focus was on how am I going to eat? How am I going to survive? I couldn't very well be up in studios when I'm trying to figure out, you know, how are we going to pay these bills? Mm-hmm. So for me, the music took a back burner uh, to just, for real talk, survival. Yeah. Just trying to figure out how I'm going to make money here, how I'm going to survive, how I'm going to come out on top. And the real change for me came, I think I recorded my last song in, my last real song in 2013. 2014, I started my business. So since 2014, my focus has been completely, one hundred percent, laser focused my company, and I ain't been okay. thinking about no music.
1: So let's talk about your company now, because you run a really dope company.
2: Thank you. You're Thank
1: awesome. you. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about it. Tell, tell the whole world what, you, what what is your company? What is it about? What
2: do you do? Okay, so my company is the Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an inmate services company we provide products and services to federal and state inmates nationwide. Uh, Started it in 2014. Um, And, you know, I guess just because a lot of people, when I tell them about the business, they either totally get it and they're like, oh shit. Or it just goes over their head. Like they just don't even get it. Mm -hmm. Um, So what we do is um, some of the, some of the services we provide is okay, let's say one of the services is photo forwarding. So the loved ones text us photos, we print and ship them out to the inmate. Um, it seems like, okay, what's that? Well, in, a day, in our day-to-day, we take pictures in our phones all day. When do we actually print them out though?
0: Mm-hmm. We, rarely,
2: we rarely print them out. Um, how long is it gonna take you if you took some pictures to get the pictures, print them out, Go to CVS, pick them up, ship them to your friend that's locked up. They might be waiting months before you envelope, actually
1: get a stamp like the whole and I didn't remember to take them to the post office or put them in. A right, like,
2: yeah, you might. They might be waiting months before you do those five steps. You know, so with our service, you know, they're getting their photos within one to two days because we take care of that for you. You know, that's <laughs> that's one of the things. Um, we also provide lower costing phone calls for federal inmates. So if anybody knows anyone in federal prison and they're paying more than $3 for a 15 minute call, $3 or more, you're doing the wrong shit. You gotta come holler at us because we take federal inmates' prison calls down to 90 cents a call. Okay. And, um, yeah, so you know we provide lower costing phone calls for federal inmates. Uh, we have a pen pal service, we have a magazine, we sell them photos of women um we i just we're actually about to launch march the beginning of march a tech service we've been working on that for the last year and uh it's actually running and going i got about 40 50 customers using it right now but we haven't launched it to you know we haven't done the full launch we've just been building what's the tech
1: service for inmates what does that look like
2: So, so for for inmates uh it's the same thing you know everybody wants you want that real time Um, so for instance, in the feds, when they want to get in contact with someone, they either have to try to call them on the phone or they got to shoot them an email. Well, that person might not open up that email for a couple days whenever they get to it. Um, and so with our service, everything is real time. So they send the inmate sends a message out through our service. It goes right to the loved one's phone real time. The loved one responds, it goes right back to the inmate, real time. So we bridge the gap where there may be a lapse, one to two days of communication, or you know, for some people who don't check their email regularly, you know, it might be like, I sent you an email last week. Right. Well, it was really important, you know, so with us, it's that real time. It's, it's, you know, in today's time, everybody wants that real time communication. So we provide that for them.
1: Mm hmm. So what inspired you to go from music to inmate services? How did you, and <laughs> and going from having a really good paying corporate job to figuring out most people would go back to corporate work and you were like, oh, let me just start a business. <laughs> no, let me
2: tell you, let me let me tell you real shit. I have such an advanced administrative background that I thought it was gonna be so easy to, while pursuing my rap career, get an administrative job. Here, as big as this place is, Mm. I can get an administrative job easily. No, ma'am. No, sir. Nobody would hire me. Nobody would hire me. I don't know what it was. I I got a good resume. I don't know what the fuck it was. They would not hire me for these administrative jobs down here. And I was like, what the fuck? That's what I do. Right. So I had to hustle and grind and I did every job you could think of. You know, I did every job you can think of in my first few years here just trying to figure shit out. Mm-hmm. Real talk. I was a waitress for one night. One night. <laughs> that was it. i was like, I ain't cut out for this shit. All that hey, 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 shorty, hey, shorty, shorty. I was like, oh hell, I can't do this shit right here. This ain't I cannot. I'm not cut out. I, I give props to waitresses. I can, I'm not cut out for that. I did it one night. Um, yeah, but I did all kinds of stuff. I did promotional modeling. Um I I did extra work, you know, (laughs) extras in films and TV shows. I did everything that you could think of to try to make it. Um, And uh, so being presented, what happened with uh, with my company, I actually linked up with my business partner on my tech service now, Um, he had a company called Poe Boulevard, which a lot of people are familiar with. That was the strippers and the dancers. We basically shot and filmed pretty much every hot model and stripper, um, in the country. Um, and we had a, at the time they just had a website. Mm -hmm. So they hired me to do writing for their website. They then had me do a couple of interviews, like on-camera interviews interviewing some, like, love and hip-hop and some, like, dancers around here and stuff like that. I didn't really like the on-camera interview thing because the interviews were really messy. Mm. And um, a lot of times they'd be about other celebrities. And I just wasn't really, I didn't really want to get off into that. So um, at the time, he wasn't my partner yet. I was just working for him for his label. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, for his, uh, for his company, Cole Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He then uh, hired me on as his assistant. About three weeks after I was working as his assistant, he actually promoted me to manager of the company, And so we were just filming the girls, shooting the girls. We had a website. Um, our girls were being put in major publications Hip- Hop Weekly and other publications at the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's when we started getting um, contacted by. Inmates, and they're like, "We see your girls in the magazine. We want to buy some pictures of them." Okay, so that's really how it kind of all started. um We started off selling photos of the girls. It went on to photo services. It went on to phone services, pen pal. They asked us, "Can you? Do you guys have a magazine?" I said, "Shit, no, nah, but we can create one." Shit, right? Like, <laughs> Go buy it if we make you a magazine. So everything, literally everything that my company does, um, it was at the request of the customers I've built. I have literally built my company around what my customers have asked for. I know that if I get, I know that if I get five to 10 people asking me for something, I know that right there, that's a service I have to provide. Mm -hmm. And so I figured that out. And so, uh, you know, Little by little, we just started developing more and more products, more and more services, figuring out how to get these contracts, what we need to do. And um, it just built from there. Okay,
1: okay. So so basically you fell into it. It wasn't like you were like super inspired for any particular reason to go into inmate services.
2: No, it's crazy because at the time I had, a, I had quite a few friends who were locked up. Um, I've known people who've been in prison my whole life, never was it an interest to get into MA services, never even thought that there was a market for it, never even came across. I I don't wanna say this business fell into our laps, um, but it kinda did, Uh um, in a way, in a way. I mean, I ain't gonna say it fell in because I've worked my ass off to build this thing, but um, the way it came about was very unique and very special. And uh, piece by piece, um, I've built it, you know, just pretty much like that from, from the very beginning.
1: So what would you say to people who are, because you retired your music career to basically just survive, like you just at the time were trying to put it aside so you could focus on just making money and ended up going into business for yourself you still have a passion for music but don't want to actually pursue a career in it what advice would you have for anyone who is who wants to build a career in music we're kind of going through that struggle now of like i got to eat but like i really want to do music cuz that's the struggle like you have to pay so i mean being an artist is it takes so much time and energy and money and all of this if you want to be successful and it's hard it's hard to balance like i got to survive and eat feed my kids whatever but then
2: there's this passion. Yeah, I would say, you know, it's so it's so different from when we were coming up, um, you know, the game is so different. I didn't really have the internet when I was trying to put out music. It's different, you know, sometimes I'd be like, shit, I should have tried to motherfucking go, get another go with this shit real quick, shit, like it might work real quick. Right. But nah, um, it's, it's, it's totally different. I would say that in today's, uh, day and age, I don't think anything is impossible. I think that anything can go viral, and you just never know, you know what what mm-hmm. that's going to be. What I would say is just be realistic. Um, for me, you know, even with age, female rappers at a certain age they start to you a old bitch. You know what I'm saying? So realistic. Is females,
1: or is it just the whole industry?
2: I think it's the whole industry females definitely. I think guys can get away with it more than more than we can. Um I think guys can can start off a little older, but if you're over 30 and you're a female and you're trying to rap, I mean, I'm not going to say it won't work for you, but it's this is a young man's young women's game. Hip hop is, unfortunately, it's fucked up. Um I'm not saying that you can't do it. I'm just saying it depends on where you want to be with it. You probably right. won't go super super mainstream. You may be able to develop a cult following or you know your own you know your own little set of fans, but I don't think any majors are going to, you know what I mean? Right. So
1: Well, you found what, success in alternative ways because like I said, yeah, cuz from what I remember recall, you've had music placed in in jingles and in I think like a movie or a TV show or something like that. This, that's an alternative route, right so like how did you come to come to that's not something that most artists do or or know how to do or fall into so how did that come to be
2: yeah, um what I will say is that relationships are so important um it, in the music game that that's one piece of advice that I'll say relationships, oh my god, they are so important. The, it's, it was the relationships that I had that got me in those positions. And I got to give a shout out to Seth Ferkins. May he rest in peace. Uh, Seth Ferkins plugged me up with a lot of opportunities. Um, Seth Ferkins, for those who don't know, was a very, very talented uh, engineer in Atlanta. He was actually Futures engineer up until he died. Um, he Futures music honestly hasn't even been the same since, um, since Seth is gone. And I mean... I can say that and I'm sure he'll say, he would say that too. Um, but I was, I had the pleasure of uh, being acquainted with Seth Perkins. Seth engineered a few of my records. He really, really, really liked my music and he put me in position with a couple of people. I mean, he was the one who actually was instrumental in getting me meetings with majors. Um, he was the one who was instrumental in getting me my TV and film deal, which I still have to this day. Um, so it, what I will say is network as much as possible because you never know. And I know you do a lot of networking. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm saying you. Um network as much as network as much as you can because those relationships, you never know later on down the line, um, how that person might be able to help you. For sure. And so I, I tell people cherish those relationships, try not to burn bridges, do good business, be be a good person, be good to people. Do good shit, you know, and 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 I'm telling you, it'll come back on you because it was like, it was literally I I went to uh, get one of my songs mastered, and when I left, some TV and film execs came in and they just happened to be playing my record and they were like, who is that? And they're like, we want to give her a TV and film deal. And so from that, my music was placed on four TV shows. And so honestly, after all those years. That I was selling CDs out the trunk and doing uh, and trying to get this streaming and all that. The y'all TV don't know nothing about that. You don't know what it's okay. like. CDs y'all don't even trunk. know. Y'all don't go to struggle. Okay, <laughs> after all that shit, it's the TV and film checks were the were the biggest checks that I've gotten since I've been doing music. And I was like, well, shit, I should have just been doing this shit. Yes. You know, and so. um,
1: I think because of that, that's why I feel like it's important for artists to identify what success means to them. Is it just being a superstar or is it getting the money or is it just being able to do what you love doing for a living? Doesn't right. mean you be a billionaire, but you, you can pay your bills and live and eat off of just doing what you love. I think that yeah. a lot of artists just go into it. Like, I just love music and I'm just going to do it. And like, eventually one day I'm going to make it. I'm going to get signed by a major label. It's not all about that. You gotta identify what success looks like to you
2: you do you do and sometimes like it's it's those things that you're like you know those are things i'm proud of you know they you know they they pick your songs and and um nah, your face may not be on the screen and shit maybe maybe somebody didn't even recognize that 1 minute and 13 seconds that your song played but you got those checks and those checks are residual i'm still getting checks from claws and that that show is not even on anymore you know what i'm saying so um I definitely say be creative with your avenues, you know? Um, Don't just go for like what you said, I'm gonna be a star, I'm gonna make it, I'm gonna be big. There are so many avenues, there's behind the scenes shit, there's there's podcasts, there's so many different routes that you can take and still make money and probably make more money than you would because honestly these artists don't got no damn money. These artists is broke as hell, all right? Don't let the motherfuckers fool you. A lot of these artists are broke. And so, um, it's a lot of people behind the scenes making way more money. YouTubers making way more money than, than these artists. So, right. you know, I say try to be creative and think outside of the box. Yeah. Um, and, and you, you'll find that you'll be able to bring revenue in, not the general way that following, right. you know, the footsteps of what you think you should do,
0: mm-hmm. you
2: know, thinking outside the box and thinking of creative ways. Um, will get you way further than just trying to follow the mold and what, what you think, you know, is the way to go.
1: Exactly. I love it. That's that. Those are the conversations I've been having recently about like, what is, what does success look like? And, and what are the different ways that we can, you know, attain that success that are not what you would normally think about. And it's crazy how many people really just don't even have that conversation with themselves or with their business partners. They just aiming for a goal. They don't even realize how many other, you know, things that opportunities they have along the way. Um, so that's dope. So, so tell me, aside from the music, so you are a business owner, you've been running this business since 2014, you keep adding on more services. What advice do you have for people who are considering starting a business or maybe are already a year or two into the business? And being a business owner is crazy. It's, it's you don't, no days off, no time off. It's it's constant. Um, and I think every business owner or entrepreneur has had that moment or several moments where they're just like, why am I doing this? Like, I should just quit. <laughs> just, mm-hmm. So yeah. what advice do you have for those who are who are considering it, who are already in it?
2: Listen, if you're not ready to work seven days a week and like fucking throw your whole life out the window to to focus on this shit, don't even do it. If you want to get off, if you want to make sure you get off at a certain time and you got the evenings to yourself and you chill, just stay, just stay working. Just, just work for somebody. Um, I love owning my own business. Uh, but, boy, I tell you, these last five years, I have worked harder than I ever have in my life. And I'm a hard worker. I'm a hustler. Everybody knows that. Who knows me knows that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: this is the hardest I've ever worked in my life. And there are no days off. It's a seven-day-a-week thing um so if you want to if if you're looking to start a business just know that it's extremely tough it's going to take all your time um all your focus unless you just want to do a half ass business and then you're going to get half ass results right. you know um but I, I what i will say is i don't think everyone is cut out for it um i think that there are some people who ju- i mean i know there are some people who just you're just not going to be cut out for it. Mm-hmm. And not to say that, you know, one person is better than the other or anything like that. But it's just, if that's something that you want to do, if you're willing to dedicate your life and that much time to something, right. um, you have to be willing to take risks. You have to be willing to go broke for this shit. You have to be willing to spend your last dollar on this shit and hope that that shit comes back. Mm-hmm. And so if you ain't willing to do that, don't even do it. Um, one of the words of advice I'll say is make sure that you are up on your taxes. All right. I know a lot of people create LLCs and then you don't do anything with the business. Guess what? You still got to file taxes on that shit because what you're going to end up finding is I know a lot of people create LLCs and then they don't do anything with it. Well, when you do finally, the IRS will catch up with you. And then they're going to find you for all those years that you did not report. Mm-hmm. So I've had a, you know, I've had a lot of experience with tax situations. And so what I will say is make sure that your taxes are on point. Make sure that you have an accountant, not one of these. Yeah. My girl does taxes. No, <laughs> get a real CPA that does business taxes and make sure you stay on top of that stuff because it's so, so important. Make sure you're staying on top of your filings every year All that stuff is important, and And not only that, but
1: make sure that you're keeping your receipts for your gas, your phone, all of your purchases, all of your expenses that you could. Because at the end of the day, if you do your taxes for the business, but you, I mean, you could save a lot of money simply by keeping those receipts and those records throughout the year. I think a lot overlook that too.
2: Yeah, and if you're smart, you will be entering in all that information as the year goes along and not do it at the end of the year. They're like me, <laughs> like me, I am this next, this year, this is my last year of spending two, three weeks trying to get my tax shit together. <laughs> I'm done. I can't do, I'm not, I'm done. This is my last year doing this shit. It is a lot of work. I recommend everybody. If it's January, if you have a business, get all of your profits and losses and stuff, do it now. And then February, do it at the end of February so that when the end of the year comes, you're not stuck trying to go back to January, trying to figure out what you did for the whole year.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm telling you, it's so important. It'll save you so much time. Take it from me.
1: Yeah. And there are apps that you can download. There are software programs you, that are free to keep track of mm-hmm. all that stuff. Keep track of your mileage. Keep track. Mm-hmm. I mean, tons of different stuff. So definitely look into yes. that taxes are important but also being able to save you money at the end of the year from keeping up on it all year is huge too and just from a financial aspect trying to make money from it Mm -hmm. yeah so um well cool I mean do you have anything anything coming up I know you said you're getting ready to launch a few different things for your business but anything else cool you're working on or I want to talk about
2: um I mean, not really, um, just, you know, be on the lookout. Um, if anyone knows anyone in prison, because I know a lot of people do, mm-hmm. we don't, it's funny because what people, people don't really know what, what I do because I honestly don't really market what I do to the outside world because I really don't have to. Right. Um, my, um, you would think, yes, you do. You need to market to whoever. What I found in this business is that the average person doesn't give a fuck about when they see some shit about inmates. The only people who really give a fuck are people who actually have someone locked up and th- that are going through that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't really market to the outside world. So a lot of people don't really know exactly what it is that I do. They know I work with inmates, but they're just like, I don't know, she does some shit with prisoners, I'm not sure. <laughs> you know? <I> know. <laughs> but um, but um, it- it's a very, um, you know, the service that we provide, it's not, for me, it's not just a moneymaker. Um, you know, we actually help these inmates keep communication with their loved ones while they're incarcerated, which is so important.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you know, that letter from his girlfriend, that picture from his daughter, that phone call he was able to make to his mom may save him from whipping the motherfucker's ass when he goes back out to work out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, it's so important to have that communication with your loved ones while you're incarcerated because, um,
1: do you offer services to female inmates as well?
2: Yes. Yes, we do. Um, Sorry, I got (laughs) to fix this. Yes, we do. Um, it is primarily males that we deal with. Um, and that's just because there are more men locked up than women. Mm -hmm. Um, so we do have women customers, but it is primarily men. And, you know, I deal with state, federal, um, from any crime you can think of. Um, you know, uh, Big Meech has a photo account with us. Kwame Kilpatrick has a photo account with us. You know, we, have, we've, we service people from all over. Um, but with our service, um, you have people who... Are locked up and they don't have, the, have that communication with their loved ones. And a lot of times, those are the people that end up coming back. Mm-hmm. Or those are the people that don't get out because they have nothing to look forward to, mm-hmm. nothing to even look forward to go home to. So, with our service, whether it's the Pen Pal service and we're plugging them with someone to um, communicate with while they're in there, um, providing the lower cost and cost so they can call their girl five times a day if they mm-hmm. want to, um, and, and the tech service, which we're getting ready to launch. We have to constantly evolve with technology. Um, when I first started the phone service, I had no idea how to do it, how I was gonna do it, what to do. I had to study the telecom game for eight months to even figure out how to even do a service like that. And so um, now that we're evolving, we have the tech service. Um, you have to constantly evolve with technology. Right. And so, we're, uh, again, we're launching that beginning of March. Um, if you have an inmate that's in federal prison, that service is for them. Um, it's, we also have the phone service, the local numbers. So holler at us, theboulevard.com, T-H-E-E-B-L-D-D.com. Theboulevard.com. All, right. We got magazines. We sell them photos of women. Um, you know, we do it all. So one-stop shop. There are a lot of companies that do some of these services. There aren't really any companies that do all of the services. We do all of them on the ice.
1: Nice, nice. I love it. No, I think it's a dope service. I think that, like you said, people being able to stay in communication with the people that they care about um, gives them something to look forward to, makes them feel comfortable, makes them, you know what I mean? Just feel like, can you imagine being on the inside and not knowing what is going on and not having any contact or, you know what I mean? And it's just like, I think having that Communication line open and instant. The texting huge, like right in the moment. You don't have to wait two weeks or two days or however long for a response. You get it right then and there. And I think that um, that peace of mind can offer them so much and help keep them sane while they do their time. so Definitely. I think it's dope. I love it. Thank you. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate you. Um, if you want to let anybody know how they can find you on social, feel free to throw out your your handles.
2: Yes. Um thank you for having me Amber. I'm glad we made it happen. Um you can follow me on Instagram Kate Storm C A T E S T O R M or you can follow me on Facebook under I am Kate Storm and it's spelled the same way. So All right. That's
1: thank, you. It. thank you so much.
2: Thanks boo. Appreciate you.
1: Yeah, bye-bye.